Hello and welcome back to That's What I Call Jones History. I'm your host, Christina. We are here to go on the discovery of knowledge together. And today we will be discussing uh, the Moors of the Iberian Peninsula. I That's just me off the top of my head because I'm trying to I'm trying to get away from the Google the Google trap is that a I think it's a cognitive like thing right now but that is neither here nor there we will be learning and seeing if I am correct about Moorish culture I do have sources listed below and here we go here we go now. Here we go. You know the party's here. Sing along and have no fear. And sink is here. If the term more seems familiar but confusing, there's a reason. Though the term can be found throughout literature, art, and history books, it does not actually describe a specific ethnicity or race. Instead, the concept of Moors has been used to describe alternatively the rain centuries. Moors, or more frequently their heads, often crowned, appear with some frequency in medieval European heraldry, though less so since the Middle Ages. Derived from the Latin word Morris, the term was originally used to describe Berbers and other people from the ancient Roman province of Mauritania in what is now North Africa. Over time, it was increasingly applied to Muslims living in Europe. Beginning in the Renaissance, Moor and Blackamoor were also used to describe any person with dark skin, i.e. Black Angus, may not have actually been Black. It is, of course, the name of someone from history. It is also used in Shakespearean. I believe it's a... Uh, oh, don't quote me. It's been a while since I've seen this play. Oh, it's at the... You know, I said at the tip of your tongue and you're just like, I don't want to Google it. I'm, I'm trying to get away from Googling things. <sighs> I'm not gonna recall. Othello? Wait, I think I found, I think I remembered it. I think my brain worked for me. We did it! We did it! We did it! Yay! I'm really proud of you. There were black Muslims of Northwest African and the Iberian Peninsula during the medieval era. Dark skinned and East Africans were called Zanj. Z uh, Z A N J. When the Arabs arrived in North Africa during the 7th century CE, ending the Greco-Roman period, they also used various terms to describe the Berbers of this region. However, it was the area south of Egypt and the Berber populations that was called Balad al-Sudan, or Land of the Blacks, not the coastal regions. There are also many pictures to be found of Berbers and Moors of obvious sub-saharan african descent geldo was a moorish chieftain who instigated a rebellion against the roman empire in 398 lucius 
quietest. Hey, how you doing, love mama? Let me whisper in your ear. Tell you something that you might like Got a success, buddy. In Game of Thrones, he would totally be the master of whispers. That would be like a dope ass name. Lucius Quietus. He was a Roman general and governor of Ludea in 117 CE. Originally a Moorish prince, his military ability won him the favor of Emperor Trajan, or Trajan, who even designated him as his successor. During the emperor's Parthenian campaign, the numerous Jewish inhabitants of Babylonia revolted and were relentlessly suppressed by quietus who was rewarded by being appointed governor of judea restlessness in palestine caused trajan to send his favorite as a legate of counselor rank to judea where he continued his sanguinary course saint maurice the knight of the holy lance is regarded as the greatest patron saint of the holy roman empire rumored to be a roman commander of egyptian descent maurice is said to have gained sainthood after refusing to have his legion massacre a christian uprising honored as early as 460 saint maurice has had numerous artworks and structures even a castle dedicated to him the existence of nearly 300 major images of saint maurice have been cataloged and even today his veneration is seen within numerous cathedrals in eastern germany so despite the the term more being not exclusively for african ethiopian dark-skinned men or women it did in fact describe some to history is what i am interpreting but there's also the berbers that were considered moors as well and they're from the north african region so this is what where it goes back to africa is not just populated by africans that are considered black people in our american mindset and i know it sounds silly it really does but when i was a child growing up until i got this knowledge that's exactly what i would i thought i was like oh yeah africans got all black people so that's why i wanted to learn more about the different areas because it's that's that's a myth in which you know a lot unfortunately of my sisters and brothers aren't uh aren't up to date on knowing more about in 711 african troops mostly formed by moors from northern africa led the imad conquest of hispania the Iberian Peninsula then came to be known as or known in classical Arabic as Al-Andalus, which at its peak included most of Septimania and the territory mentioned above. In 827, the Moors occupied Mazara, Sicily, developing it as a port. They eventually went on to consolidate the rest of the island 
the intellectual achievements of the moors in spain had a lasting effect education was universal in moorish spain while in christian europe 99 percent of the population was illiterate and even kings could neither read nor write at a time when europe had only two universities the moors had 17 located in almeria cordova granada juin malaga seville and toledo i think that's a really interesting point and mindset and something that truly is some, uh, something i'm coming to learn as i get more into history is that how it's taught in our school construct is that pretty much everything happened from britain onward and that is the predominant history of success when in fact things actually went from east to west when it comes to actual knowledge and you know not only east to west but north to, or south to north right that knowledge being passed on that literacy that science and math Maddox, things of that nature it's probably why you do have all those caucasian people talking about the earth is flat because they still they were like the last to know and they still don't know i'm gonna find me a white man and lie to him right now part of me feels like they're rejecting it based on the the concept of the fact that they you know all of this like the the great the great uh, explorations of the day was from spain and portugal and then you had this iberian coast island is where the moors which were a group of brown and black people so africans and those of islam uh and iberian culture were making these huge influences in not only navigation but in in uh actual knowledge that i've used like five times education there we go by 1718 the islamic rule in iberia had been established and many moors from north africa began to migrate into new muslim territory Within decades, Muslim Iberia would break away from the rest of the Islamic Empire and it, it, its inhabitants would begin to develop a unique culture that was unique from the Middle East and influenced by Europe. This was the beginning of almost 800 years of Islamic control in the peninsula, which also had an incredible impact on Spanish and Portuguese culture. This presence even impacted broader European culture, traditions, and literature. The United Empire had the resources and funds to mount an invasion of Iberia. Iberia was controlled by the Visigoths, who were a Germanic tribe that helped dismantle the Roman Empire centuries earlier. This country was not equipped for the invasion of Arabians and North African Moors. The Moors' origins in Spain began here when North African Moors were conquered by the Islamic Empire 
and agreed to help begin an invasion of europe the government and rulers of this area exchanged changes several times over the centuries that it existed however regardless of which islamic dynasty ruled this region it was generally referred to as al andalus al andalus was at its height in 719 just after the invasion however al andalus would slowly begin to shrink as european empires united to push the muslim government out of the continent followers established a religious government and began to expand the empire into old weakened empires such as the byzantines within a hundred years this islamic empire stretched from modern day morocco in north africa to eastern iran despite many wars the muslims of al-andalus were able to maintain control of a majority of the peninsula for centuries this was enabled largely due to the policies of islamic governments as the original islamic empire expanded across africa and asia they began to rule over a majority of non-muslims in order to maintain control in the regions that did not convert to islam a simple tax was created that all christians and jews had to pay in order to practice their religion while a tax limits the ability to people uh, to worship freely in most european countries at the time people were not allowed to be muslim at all and jewish people were subject to constant persecution leave me Dallas in Al-Andalus the Christians Muslims and Jews lived together fairly peacefully which enabled a large amount of cultural influence between the Spanish and the Moors in the 10th and 11th centuries public libraries in Europe were non-existent while more Spain could boast of more than 70 including one in Gordova that housed hundreds of thousands of manuscripts universities in paris and oxford were established after visits by scholars to moorish spain the wealthy christian class began to dress in muslim clothing and moorish culture began to be coveted as an exotic culture this was the result of many factors one major one being how advanced the muslim world was compared to europe in the middle ages the disunity that occurred in europe during the middle ages meant countries were more focused on fighting than funding scientific progress the relative unity in the muslim world meant that scientific advances such as the development of chemistry physics and algebra occurred algebra and the algebraic number system that is used in european languages today originated in the muslim world additionally a significant amount of world words from arabic continue to be used in spanish and other european languages such as algebra most words that start with al come from arabic interesting another example of this is uh in spanish is algodon which means cotton the moors introduced cotton as well as many other crops to the region the spanish words for lemons limes oranges watermelons carrots sugar and saffron come from arabic as well because since they introduced the crop to the region 
that the arabic words were the only word future spanish speakers ever learned to call it another major impact the moors had was their architecture which stayed behind even after they were gone castles like alhambra have a unique style which is not traditionally muslim at all as iberian kingdoms like castile began to grow in the late middle ages they began to call for a reconquista meaning reconquest they wanted to get rid of all muslims in iberia and were eventually successful in 1492 in the northern regions of spain the influence was easily minimized however in southern spain muslim presence existed there long or so long that people here use more words of arabic origin it was through africa that the new knowledge of china india and arabia reached europe the moors brought the compass from china into europe the moorish advances in mathematics astronomy art and agriculture helped propel europe out of the dark ages and into the renaissance a couple of notable figures here saint benedict the moor from 1526 to 1589 benedict was born of african parents who were slaves on an estate near messenia sicily though of the lowest social rank they are typically perceived as noble in heart and mind as a baby benedict was freed by his master and as a young boy he showed such a devout and gentle disposition that he was called the holy moor while working in the fields one day some neighbors taunted him on account of his race and parentage his meek demeanor demeanor greatly impressed a franciscan hermit who was passing by and who uttered the prophetic words you ridicule a poor negro now before long you will hear great things of him wishing to join these hermits benedict sold his meager belongings and gave the proceeds to the poor and then entered the community after the death of the superior benedict was chosen or was his chosen successor though greatly against his will when pope pius iv ordered all hermits to disband or join some order benedict became a friar minor of the observance at palmero palmero and was made a cook he was happy in this work since it enabled him to perform many little acts of kindness towards others his brethren were greatly edified by the saintly cook especially when they saw angels at times helping him in his work the chapter of 1578 made him guardian or superior of the friary though he protested that he was not a priest and in fact could neither read nor write he was a model superior however and won the esteem and obedience as well as the love of his subjects as superior he gave free reign to his love for the poor and no matter how orphaned he was or open-handed he was the food never seemed to give out after serving as superior he was made novice master and to this difficult post he brought gifts that were evidently infused he was able to instruct with an amazing knowledge of theology 
and to read the hearts of others at his request he was relieved of his office and again made cook but he was no longer an obscure brother for thousands flocked to the friary seeking cures or alms or counsel and help he died after a brief illness having foretold the hour of his death his veneration has spread throughout the world and the negroes of north america have chosen him their patron alessandro de medici july 22nd 1510 to january 6 1537 called il moro the more by his contemporaries was the duke of penne and also duke of florence from 1532 and ruler of florence from 1530 until 1537 though illegitimate he was the last of the senior branch of the medici to rule florence italy and the first to be hereditary duke historians such as christopher hibbert believe he had been born to a black serving woman in the medici household identified in documents as simonona or simonetta de or da calavicio the nickname is said to derive from his features he still has descendants via his own illegitimate children among many european royal and noble families black soldiers specifically identified as moors were actively recruited by rome and served in britain france switzerland austria hungary poland and romania saint maurice patron saint of medieval europe was only one of many black soldiers and officers under the employ of the roman empire estevanico first appears as a slave in portuguese records in morocco with him being sold to a spanish nobleman in about 1521 in 1527 he joined the spanish narvaez expedition to explore la flora de la florida present-day northern mexico and southern united states he has been referred to as the first great african man in america he became a folk hero in the folklore of spain and legend in new spain his exploration and cataloging of the gulf mexico and what is today modern florida and texas resulted in numerous legends about him during his final exploration and disappearance in new mexico and what will become the southwestern united states he became mythologized as part of stories involving the seven cities of gold in santa fe de nuevo mexico in both historical and modern depictions he is shown as a great explorer physical and moral guide and conquistador the expedition of some 300 men led by the newly appointed adelantado governor of la florida panfilo de narvaez left cuba in february 1528 intending to go to 
Isla de La Palmas, near present-day Topico, Mexico, to establish two settlements. Storms and strong winds forced the fleet to the western coast of Florida. The Narvaez expedition landed in present-day St. Petersburg, Florida, on the shores of Boca Ciega Bay. Navarez Lord ordered his ships and 100 men and 10 women to sail north in search of a large harbor that his pilots assured them was nearby. He led another 300 men with 42 horses north along the coast intending to rejoin his ships at the large harbor. There is no large harbor north of Boca Ciego Bay and Narvaez never saw his ships again. I've made a huge mistake. After marching 300 miles north and having armed confrontations with Native Americans, the survivors built boats to sail westward along the Gulf coastline shoreline, hoping to reach Panuco uh, and the Rio de la Palmos. A storm struck when they were near Galveston Island, Texas. Approximately eight. 80 men survived the storm, being survivors from one boat, including Azamori, became enslaved by, oh my, Koa, who, who, I, I, I can't even try that, uh, by Native Americans in 1532, they were reunited with a survivor from a different boat, Alvar Nunez Cabde, why do I have so many names? Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca. The four men Cabeza de Vaca, Andreas Durantes de Carazana, <laughs> Carranza, Alonso del Castillo Maldonado, and Azimori escaped captivity in 1534 and traveled west into present day Texas and northern Mexico. They were the first Europeans and African to enter the American West, having walked nearly 2,000 miles since their initial landing in Florida. They finally reached the Spanish settlement in Sinaloa, Sinaloa. They traveled there from or from there to Mexico City, a thousand miles to the south. This sounds like the worst way in which to be the first people in the American West. Like, it's not like I set out to to make this go. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure after the whole expedition, they they could care. They could care less. Now, I know many of you may be discouraged by the fact that 2,000 people have died so far. What? 2,000 people are dead? It hasn't even been a month yet. Oh, my God. We really are fucked. Durantos... Durantes took Azimori as his slave on Panfilio de Navea's expedition of 1527 to colonize Florida and the Gulf, Co- Gulf Coast. There is no certainty as to the cause or manner of Azimori's death and likely never will be. Virtually all stories of his death are based on a legend or speculation. Some historians suggest that Azimori was killed because the Zuni did not believe Azimori's story that he represented a party of Europeans who were following him. 
Others speculate that he was killed for demanding tortoise and women. You get no bitches! Roberts and Roberts wrote that Estevan, who was North African, wore owl feathers and carried a medicine man's gourd, may have been seen by the Zuni as impersonating a medicine man, which they punished by death others believe he may have resembled an evil sorcerer who existed in the zuni religion the chakwana uh, or kachini kachina what what kind of this is taking a turn juan francisco mara suggested in 2002 that the zuni did not kill azamori but rather he and his friends remained among the aswihi who probably helped him fake his death so he could regain his freedom some folklore folklore legends say that the kachina figure is based on arazomori in any case legends of his disappearance in the nuevo mexico region ultimately led to the backdrop for the Tixco war i'm pretty sure that is the trippiest story i've ever heard <laughs> that sounds like that should be a fucking movie right there that should be a whole movie i become, became a, a legend in folklore and apparently started a whole damn war differences in religion and culture led to a centuries-long conflict with the christian kingdoms of europe which tried to reclaim control of muslim areas this conflict was referred to as the reconquista also where the spanish inquisition went down in 1224 the muslims were expelled from sicily to the settlement of lucera which was destroyed by white european christians in 1300 the fall of granada in 1492 marked the end of moors uh, muslim rule in spain although a muslim minority persisted until the their expulsion in 1609 once the moors were defeated by spain in 1492 muslim presence ended in iberia after 700 years the same year the spanish monarchs decided to fund christopher columbus which began the age of exploration and resulted in spanish control of a majority of the new world from california to chile and argentina once the spanish colonies were able to eventually declare their independence in the 1800s architects looked for sources of inspiration that did not come directly from their former ruler spain architects in latin america began to revive the moorish architectural style because the moors represented a non-spanish portuguese heritage and were an example of a group of people who fought spanish rule successfully for centuries and that concludes our journey into moorish history i think it was far more interesting than i would have believed it to be i didn't know it was quite for so long and that it had such a diversity to the role it played in european history so i enjoyed this journey into the unknown hope you did as well if you have any commentary uh idea 
any of those things uh i will be starting a french or france um several parter for history next so uh look forward to that blacker couch at gmail.com is where you can send any feedback or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>